everyone. It's Leslyn Keith here again with another research update flash briefing. I'm the director of research and president of the board for the Lipedema Project. I like to keep you abreast of the latest research of relevance to lipedema with these flash briefings. Today, I'd like to tell you about a review paper that was a collaboration between researchers in the USA at Texas A&M and Vanderbilt Universities. Two authors that I recognize on the paper are Rochelle Crescenzi, who's at Vanderbilt, and Joseph Rutkowski, who is at Texas A&M. Both of these two researchers have done great projects in the past and have really expanded our knowledge regarding lymphatic and fat disorders. This particular paper is called Current Mechanistic Understandings in Lymphedema and Lipedema, Tales of Fluid, Fat, and Fibrosis. It was published in International Journal of Molecular Sciences in June of 2022. So the aim of this review was to discuss, compare, and contrast the distinct clinical characteristics, symptoms, pathophysiology, and potential genetic markers of lymphedema and lipedema. It's the author's hope that this paper will help inform future research in this field. And I certainly think it will. It was an excellent paper. This paper first discusses what they term clinical criteria and symptomatology, or in other words, the characteristics and symptoms of lymphedema and lipedema. Interestingly, there is considerable overlap in symptoms, but also several very distinct features to these two conditions. Both lymphedema and lipedema have stages of progressive severity that include the clinical features of fluid, fat, and fibrosis, but the appearance of these features comes at different times in the course of each of the conditions. For instance, Increased tissue fluid is prominent in the early stages of lymphedema, while this feature is more prominent in later stages of lipedema. Likewise, the appearance of fat deposition is seen in early stages of lipedema, but not present until later stages of lymphedema. Lipedema has other distinct features that are either not present at all in lymphedema, such as easy bruising and joint hypermobility, or much less severe in lymphedema, such as chronic pain. So lipedema has much more severe pain. Additionally, lymphedema can occur in both males and females and is more likely to appear due to a hereditary cause or treatment for cancer, while lipedema occurs almost exclusively in females and seems to coincide with times of hormone change, such as puberty, pregnancy, and menopause. The paper then discusses molecular regulators and pathophysiology. This section discusses the physiology of the disease process in the tissues in lipedema and lymphedema. Most notably, the authors talk about how the pathophysiology of lipedema is so much less understood than lymphedema. While there is some understanding of the cascade of events that seem to lead to a presentation of lipedema, we don't know what the actual trigger is. The triggers are much more easily identified in lymphedema. For instance, while both conditions end up with a combination of fluid, fat, and fibrosis, the origin of the fluid and fat accumulation in lipedema is really not very clear. 
both lymphedema and lipedema show signs of chronic inflammatory and immune response. But the blood markers that indicate that you have this high level of chronic inflammation are much more elevated actually in lymphedema. The author suggests several possible inflammatory pathways that may be occurring in lipedema and state further research in this area really is needed. One of the very interesting things I learned about in this paper is the hypothesis that although the pathophysiological tissue changes that occur in lymphedema and lipedema are very similar, they actually proceed in completely opposite directions. So let me explain that a little bit further. Lymphedema starts as an excess fluid problem that then leads to chronic inflammation and fibrosis and ends with excess fat accumulation. While on the other hand, lipedema starts with an excess fat problem that then leads to chronic inflammation and fibrosis and ends with excess fluid accumulation. I found that so fascinating that they were so similar, but they really move in opposite directions and end up with the same combination of fluid, fat, and fibrosis. The paper then talks about genetic causes or indicators. So here again, genetic mutations and causes are much more clear for lymphedema, although a confirmed genetic cause can really only be identified in about a third of the hereditary or primary lymphedema cases. So it's not super effective in lymphedema either, but much more so than lipedema. A great deal of research is being currently conducted as to potential genetic causes of lipedema, but as of yet, genetics really are only used clinically for lipedema to rule out that the person has other conditions. The authors then make a call for further research. There is much that is still so unknown with regard to both conditions, but particularly for lipedema. Here are some of the suggested avenues for research. To what extent is lipedema a lymphatic disease or a connective tissue disorder? What causes lipedema-associated pain? What genetic pathways can cause the characteristics of lipedema? This paper, I feel like, is really important for women with lipedema because it provides a more clear explanation of the symptoms, characteristics, and mechanisms involved in lymphedema and lipedema. Their ideas for further research can help us more accurately diagnose these conditions and ultimately provide more effective treatments. The authors of this review hope that continued research will ultimately improve the quality of life for those with lipedema and lymphedema. Thank you for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll join us again next time for another research update flash briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. 
make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplify.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.